You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. The Trek Files, Season 9, Episode 12, Contract Request Form, Directors, June 9th, 1967. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Well, welcome back, Star Trek fans. Hey, all you Star Trek history buffs, you canonistas, I say that lovingly, and even you tech heads, you betcha. We have another special edition for you this week. Another glimpse into my conversation with original Star Trek 1960s director, Ralph Sininsky. You regular truckophiles know we have visited with Ralph the past two seasons several times, focusing in on each of his seven classic TOS episodes, including being switched from The Devil in the Dark to This Side of Paradise for his first assignment, his second and favorite being Metamorphosis with Zephram Cochran and The Companion, all the way to being unfairly fired from the Tholian web midway through the shoot. Uh, you want to check all those five Trek Files episodes out. But today, we take a different angle with Ralph. And when you check out our document this week, it may seem as much of an enigma as today's topic with him. It's a short deal memo with an unnamed episode for the Desilu Business Department. And it just so happens to be the paperwork that brought him to direct season two's Bread and Circuses. And yes, we covered that with Ralph back in Season 7, Episode 11. But today it crops up again as we focus on its co-writer, the iconic writer-producer Gene L. Kuhn. Now, Gene Kuhn died in 1973, so any chance to learn more about him firsthand is a rare treat. He's, he was so instrumental in making Star Trek what it was, what it became, but all from his tenure just from mid-first season to late second season. Now, Ralph credits Gene Kuhn as the reason he was asked to work on Star Trek in the first place, as we heard back on our premiere episode for Season 7. But careers and relationships in Hollywood don't revolve around a single show, even when it's Star Trek. So listen in to the broader picture that Ralph shares with us of Gene Kuhn, from the wild, wild west forward, and even thoughts about why he truly did leave Star Trek. All right. Here's more of our 2021 visit. So you you were talking at one point about you thought your connection to Star Trek was Gene Kuhn, or 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 maybe oh, I'm, that's I'm, why I'm, I'm sure that it was because I had done the year before I had done Wild Wild West when he was the producer. I did two of them, but he was only he only produced the first one, and then the, the second season he was gone. He had left and then ended up at Star Trek. I've always figured that uh, Gene was the one that, that asked for me because we got along fine on Wild Wild West. And Wild Wild West was science fiction without okay. spaceships. And it's not all of them, but the two I did were, were science fiction. That we, we didn't, we, they, did, they rode no, hor no horses. Today they would call that steampunk. Yeah. You know that? Have you heard of that? No. It's like they. It's like Victorian era science fiction. Yeah, yeah. He had the script, and I did the directing, and I loved his writing, and I think he liked what I was doing, and I figured that he wanted me to do Devil in the Dark, and I'm sure it was Robert Justman who said, "I don't think you should do that on a, for first show," and he was right. 
but I sure regret missing it. But then, well, when I came back from my second one, it was a Gene Kuhn script, and my third one was co-written by Gene Kuhn. And when I did Obsession, it it had been in work long enough, and Gene mm-hmm. had not been gone that long. I I I've always said I can see his fingerprints. Oh, his hand, yes, all, all over it. So actually, I did four shows. For Star Trek's by Gene Kuhn, and then we get to return to tomorrow. <laughs> I sure miss Gene Kuhn. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me let me just back up a minute. So okay. on so on uh, Wild Wild West, and knowing Gene, you know, did you actually not ever physically meet? Oh, we, oh, we met. Oh, okay, we met. okay. Oh, yeah, we met. We just we had. We just didn't have this kind of right, right, right. It was office and passing, and yeah, yeah, and just professional. Well, which was true of of all all the episodic shows. I mean, you just never met anybody. Well, for one thing, they didn't have forty-two people on the writing staff then, like they do now. You're right. You're right. (laughs) It was if it's freelancers who weren't there anyway. Past one or two. I mean, in in Gene's case, he he was the man. He was the, the writer and the associate producer. And, the, and 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 been charged, and I had that on uh, on the FBI when Charles Larson was the producer, but he was in charge of the scripts and did the rewriting. Hmm. So Gene Kuhn is yes. over on Star Trek, and he's first season, and he's made his own. What uh, the thing that was always to read about him? It's and it's sad that he passed so soon. Oh yes, and didn't see any of all the boom, right. And and so I've kind of it's one of my it's other people too but one of my missions is to everyone that to get everyone who knew and worked with Gene Kuhn to talk about and I want to talk about your work too yeah. but to to start off here since that's kind of your oh, path oh, to start he's, Trek. he's wonderful he's wonderful but but Fred and Circuses which we'll get to which was co-written by Gene Roddenberry and mm-hmm. Gene Kuhn and I can tell you which scenes Gene Kuhn wrote. <laughs> Well, I, I, let's let, let's get to that. But I just was going to say, in just in general term, I mean, there's professional Gene Kuhn, and there's just you know Gene Kuhn Power. I mean, you know, former Marine, um, worked in the biz for ages, former journalist. Did you do you remember his assistant Andy? Oh yes, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, and, and she, we, we correspond. Oh, good, good, good. She, she has a book coming out. Yes, yes, she does. And, and I've, I've, I've read a lot, a lot of it. When I found out that she was around five, six years ago from uh, – that, that I got in touch with her, and she's been to L.A. once or twice, and we did a live show in L.A. for a small audience, and I've had her as a guest on some of my shows already. So she's a great uh, inroad to Gene. Oh, yes. And the thing that amazes me about him is, like I said, he's just like a writing machine. Yes. And I said, what, I said what, was, what do you chalk that up to? And she said, speed. I mean, she meant amphetamines, and and she's not in a druggy way, but like this is in the '60s. Here's a like truck drivers taking no dose pills, you know. So I so that's one. He was a machine that cranked these things out amazingly. However, yes. he did it, but they were good too. They weren't just oh, crap. He, was great. he was great. He was great. In fact, he told me when we did the Wild Wild West, he told me that he had writers come in submit their story ideas. If he liked it, he would buy it. They work out, go home and work out the plot, bring that in, get the go-ahead. And then once they wrote their first draft, they'd bring it in, and then he said, I would, then I would rewrite it. And 
uh, he just considered their version a first draft for him to do. And I'm sure that the script that I did, that I don't, I don't remember the name <laughs> of yeah. the, the author's name on it, but I'm sure that he wrote the script. And it just, it, it was so easy to do because it just played. I totally I forget about Gene Kuhn being the major player on Wild Wild West. Oh yeah, way. well only but he was one of six or seven that first year. He was the last one at the end of the first season. They nobody nobody could got it right. Mm. And who produced it? Michael Michael Garrison, uh, who had created the series, but CBS wouldn't let him produce it. He was too big. <laughs> until at, at the end of the first season, he produced the second season. And uh, that was when I did one. Well, he finally had Gene Kuhn to set the tone that worked then. <laughs> well, Gene, Gene Kuhn uh-huh. you know, solved it. Hel- solved helped it. him find the way out. Yes, right. yes, yes. Well, so how did you, what is, you, you got a phone call? Your agent got a phone yeah, call? Well, from, 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 well, my yeah. agents, I must have gotten a phone call, and they called me and said, do you want to do a new series, Star Trek? I said, yeah. Now, what kind of a science fiction fan? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Well, the way it was in TV and movies at the time, I couldn't blame you. It'd have to be literary if it was any, mostly inequality. But uh, I, yeah, it, well, and, and nobody and was science, it. Science fiction for me was Buck Rogers in the 25th century when I was a kid. And that was it. And then that disappeared. I was not into comic books. Yeah, yeah. So what? So you didn't have a trepidation, but yeah. then so they you said what? Send a script and I'll look at it, or okay? Or? Yeah, I said you know it, it, well it was it was going to be something different because I had just finished you know a long spell on the FBI and I just and, it, and that's what television was mm-hmm. turning into, and uh, I this was a chance to do something different. FBI no being pretty formulaic, hmm? and uh, FBI being pretty formulaic. Well, it, and it was good. It was good, but it was, no, it was good. But it was just there were crime shows, and so much of the show had to be about the FBI. And those first couple of seasons, they they did a good job on that. I mean, they found ways so that it wasn't just Phil Abbott sitting at a telephone, which it became. <laughs> Ephraim Zimlis Jr. Yes. Oh, he was great. Yeah, yeah. he was great. I mean, during mm. the, up through two thirds of the '60s, scripts were good. Just they just were good, and they didn't start to ebb and go down until well. By the time I got to Star Trek, the FBI was just the beginning, although I wasn't that aware of it. And then from then on, it was just a slow deterioration into. Pablum or into uh, mediocrity. mediocrity. Yeah. Because mm. I wanted to talk to I wanted to ask you about uh, the eras of TV, but um, you don't want to do take two. No, no, no. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Because I want to keep talking. We can keep talking about you. Um, so good. You did meet him, and again, but it was kind of like an officey on the lot, on the same Gene. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it was a great, a great relationship, but there just wasn't time to sit down and yak. I mean, yeah. when when you start off to prepare something like a, a Star Trek, and in my case, Paradise, uh, casting, locations, the script, uh, that's all in six yeah. days. Yeah. And you had a head. That was a heavy location. Yeah. Now, the good thing about Britain Circus is, which... I've, I've always known that it was Gene, the two genes writing it. At this point, I now know that I can tell you which scenes, which scenes Gene Kuhn wrote and which scenes Broddenberry 
wrote. All right. Which scenes were, which were, which is Gene's scenes? <laughs> Gene Coon? Yeah. Oh, the, the, the cell scene mm-hmm. between Spock and, and McCoy. Oh, the, 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 I'm sure the big scene with the, the emperor and I, I can't remember the, 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 mm-hmm. the, that there was the scene with the five people. And it's a long scene, mm-hmm. and I know it, there's just so much going on. But I know I know Gene Coon wrote it, and and I'm sure that that uh, the Roddenberry and, and you know Roddenberry is a good writer, but but Gene Coon's work was more personal, and I'm sure that Roddenberry wrote the uh, the arena scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably you, the, all the stuff about ratings, huh? <laughs> all the network jibes yeah, about yeah, ratings yeah, oh, and yeah, things. That, that yeah. was him. Uh, probably some of the cell scenes. I, 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 well, I know one of one of them that that he wrote would would have been the the, the one leading into the finale when when they're going to get out and all, all that. Mm-hmm. Because on that scene, uh, it, it had to be, it was being rewritten. Oh, I mean, let me go back to the other. Gene, Gene Coon scenes, uh, the opening, the stuff where they land, mm-hmm. and, and all the stuff in the cave. I'm sure he wrote that. Gene Coon. Well, the bit about this show, and it's you know Gene Coon and the and the, I love the parallel worlds concept, the prime directive and all that. But there's the 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 tag scene that I'm still thrown on this because right after this this show and then a couple more later, Obsession, Gene Coon is gone for whatever. I want to ask your insight. I, I on don't that. know. I don't know. I always figured, I've always figured that he just was burned out. I mean, the pressure, mm-hmm. the pressure. And I don't know the pressure, it wasn't fun. It just wasn't fun. And I mean, I know the pressures that I was feeling on the set. God only knows what he was feeling. I don't know. I just don't Well, know. I hear, we hear, that's a big one, obviously, that maybe, and of course he had been chain-smoked. He had this little... Uh, and then maybe he knew something was off. I mean, he kept working. He worked over at Universal. Yeah. But that maybe he had a hunch that he should slack off a little bit. I don't know. But also, there's a, there's a story that he, that he and the, the two genes were not seeing eye to eye on. I don't issues. know. I've, I've thought about that. I don't know. Like he, he, Gene Roddenberry didn't like as much humor as Gene Kuhn was, which is sad because now people look at it, and that's what they yeah. loved about the show. Oh, oh, absolutely. Spock and McCoy uh, and I, I, frankly, I Sitting on my porch this morning, and I was thinking about that. But, I know there's there's a uh, thing it, that, that Gene did not, because he started off with Kirk and everyone being so square-jawed, you know, at the beginning, at the early shows. And then, and then, but some of the things that people love about the series as it, Mature, I say mature, but it was all Gene Coon's era. Yeah. Well, let, let me throw this thought that, that I had, but it's not going to use it. Okay. Uh, jealousy? Uh, yeah. Not only content, but speed, <laughs> speed and efficiency? Even. No, no, just that fact that all of a sudden Gene Coon is... Because I had this on a, on a show where uh, just the fact that I was doing that. Gene was doing what they set out to do, and that uh, maybe Roddenberry didn't like the fact that Gene Coon was now getting so much credit, and that it wasn't all coming to him. Well, I mean, could be. Yeah, I mean, was it? Was I, mean, it I don't know. But I mean, we but, but there, was, there was there was no as far as I was concerned, I saw no evidence of that. And uh, up until you know, until many years later. Uh, uh, just always put it to the fact that 
just the pressure was enough to drive anybody to leave and, you know, to, to get another offer to go over and yeah. produce something at, I mean, going to Universal to, was not my idea of <laughs> yeah, a, a solution to a problem. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we sit around now 50 years later and, and talk about that. And the fact that we're sitting around 50 years later talking about it is amazing. Indeed it is, Ralph. Indeed it is. And after having had Gene Kuhn's personal assistant, Andrea Richardson Kindred, with us earlier this season, it seems the enduring tragedy of Gene Kuhn is how both his personal life and his professional career each hit a zenith just before lung cancer took his life, far too soon, at age 49, on July 8, 1973. Long before the Star Trek revival boom, of course, but even only weeks after co-writing with his fellow Gene Roddenberry, the pilot script for the Quester tapes, which was the unsold but seminal roots behind the better-known humanity-seeking robot android we know as Data. Thankfully, Ralph has preserved so many directing tales and insights from his career at Ralph's Cinema Trek. You can find it online. But thank you again, Ralph, for this broader look into a creative spirit that we'll be delving into wherever and whenever we can for years to come. Gene L. Kuhn. The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Now, all of our documents and your chance to comment are available at facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. And hey, for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek. Uh, yeah, that's me. And Portal 47 at LarryNimichek.com. That's where you can also link in for all the Trek Files swag and shirts at our Tee Public shop, too. Trek well, everybody. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.